Hey, good morning. It's Friday, July 24th, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. Thank you so much to Chris Hummer for filling in for me yesterday with a really interesting episode about name, image, and likeness. Check it out if you haven't listened to it yet. Today on the Daily, we're going to do one of those things where we, we respond to fan questions. And today we have VandyFan87 left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts said great college football pod and said would love to hear a pod on the state of Vanderbilt football what does it take to get that program back to the level James Franklin built it to so this is just one of those one of those great questions that I'm not sure anybody in college football can figure it out actually as it so happens though Barton and Bud Barton Simmons and Bud Elliott on a recent episode of the Barton and Bud podcast talked about a fix for Vanderbilt what can they do Derek Mason's probably not going to really get anything better than what it has been, which is make a bowl every once in a while and then go three and nine the rest of the time. In fact, since Derek Mason took over in Nashville in 2014, they've gone three and nine, four and eight, six and seven, five and seven, six and seven, three and nine. So six and seven is kind of your highlight or your high point for Vanderbilt under Derek Mason, which is just really tough to swallow because the last two years under James Franklin, before he left for Penn State, they were nine and four. So today's episode is going to be about Vanderbilt football. When we talk to you guys next time on Monday, probably going to go in depth on the Pac-12's decision. They're finalizing their conference-only schedules for 2020, targeting a mid-September start date. So we'll talk about that more in depth next time on the College Football Daily. But today, yeah, Vanderbilt. And look, I'm a Nashville guy. I moved here in 2014. I had every intention of becoming sort of an adopted Vanderbilt fan. I remember going to the Barnes & Noble bookstore at the West End or near campus and got some gear, got a shirt. remember saying, oh, cool, I'm in an SEC town. Alabama's going to come here every once in a while. Georgia's going to come here. Haven't ever been to a game. Haven't ever been to a basketball game. I've only actually been to even one baseball game, and I used to live with two guys who were managers on the Vanderbilt baseball team. So I've been disappointed by Vanderbilt's athletic engagement as far as reaching out, trying to get the community excited about it, trying to sell a product that, look, I mean, there's not much to sell, but every once in a while you're going to be bowl eligible and you still, there is zero buzz here when Vanderbilt is even remotely competitive. So you hate to see it, uh, especially in a conference as prestigious and proud as the SEC that Vanderbilt just, just can't get it going. But maybe Barton and Bud have some solutions. What does it take for Vanderbilt football to recapture the magic and winning culture during James Franklin's era at the school? Who do you think is the person for the job? Lots of Vandy fans hope for Charlotte's Will Healy. Thanks and anchor down. I love the idea of Will Healy at Vanderbilt. Um, I do think that like the idea of, of recapturing the winning culture of James Franklin is, is basically finding a coach that is as much marketer as he is a coach is someone that's going to just absolutely be a total thorn in the side of the administration every week, every day, get him to push him for as much as possible all the time. I think Will Healy is probably a great pick for that. He's the head coach of Charlotte right now. I'm with you there. I think you're on the right track, Vandy fan 87. Um, and ultimately I think that this is a, uh, it's just a program that, needs needs energy um needs needs like absolute like do you but do you remember at vanderbilt like 
people outside of Vanderbilt hated Vanderbilt. Like forever, Vanderbilt is just people is indifferent. Like, oh, cute little Vanderbilt. Like, I hope they hope they win some games. Be good for those guys. When James Franklin was there, people hated Vanderbilt because James Franklin was making life tough on everyone else. That Vanderbilt needs somebody like that. I I agree. Um, I, I want to couch my answer with this. So Vanderbilt, to a large extent, does not con- control its own destiny, and James Franklin did a great job at scheduling, aren't you? You going scheduling oh, on me? Sch- scheduling is important. It really yeah. is. And like, I don't want to take away from what James Franklin did because I, I think James Franklin did a great job at Vandy. And like, he, James Franklin was so much better than anybody else has been at Vandy. Like, I think it really speaks to his accomplishment. He did, he kind of maximized what you can do at Vandy if the rest of the East is in a state of flux. And if, if some of your cross division, games are also a little bit more winnable. So I, I think the way you have to go about it, Vandy, is like you said, Will Healy, and like like our our, our fan here, Vandy fan 87 said, Will Healy makes a ton of sense because you know he's going to push for those resources and, and he's going to like he's going to make it cool to be a Vandy fan in Nashville, I think. Like people will buy in. If you've met Will, like I, I think you've met him, right? Like you would you get it. He I think he would really capture that that town and, and can play to a big city. The other way I think you could go is if you go and get a guy who runs something really weird, okay? Because Vanderbilt already has the sort of uh, like people overlook them type game within the SEC. Like that, the, the way Vandy wins some of these games sometimes is that teams just don't care that they're playing Vandy. They're, they're, they're not staying in. Catch they're not watching their film. 11 a.m. on a rainy Saturday and they just got done with a war against LSU or somebody and hey. Ken Niamatololo comes into Vandy and yeah. you get a guy that is running like true triple or um oh shoot our guy our guy at Tulane. Um Willie Fritz. Willie Fritz. Like you give me somebody that's running something that you don't see in any of your other league games or really in any of your other games at all, something that people don't want to play against and that people don't really care to focus in on and something that can burn you if you really don't if you don't actually put some time to prep for it in practice. So either somebody who can really like a Will Healy, who can get, get all his resources from the admin, like you said, or totally zig as the rest of the league is zagging and a lot of the SCs going spread. But I think what you're trying to do right now, like you're not going to out defense people at, at Vanderbilt, like, like Derek Mason's trying to do. In fact, we know this, Bill Connolly's done studies on this and, and, and like, it's really, it's pretty stark. Defensive recruiting rankings are better than offensive recruiting rankings. We know that that they track much better than offense does, and that's because coaching matters a little bit more on offense. Offense is a true team game, whereas defense is a little bit more of like a collective individual effort. So I think you have to have somebody at Vanderbilt who is really creative offensively and can take advantage of that sort of overlooked factor, and you can sneak up and you can get... Like, if you're trying to get to a bowl, you got to give me four wins in the non-conference. I want the most boring... You know, give me... New Mexico, give me New Mexico State in the same year. Give me UTSA and then give me, like, I don't know, not Charlotte, but somebody really crappy too, maybe a Georgia State in the year they don't beat Tennessee. And then find me a way to get to two wins in the league play or maybe three and one non-con, three and five in league play. Like, that's your sort of path to a bowl at Vandy. And I think those are the two ways you can get there. I don't think you can outbeat people just going traditional there. Yeah, I, no, I think that's a great point. And I think, I think Vandy would be smart to look at an option type guy at some point. Um, and 
you know, where I thought you were going initially, and you kind of alluded to it, was like James Franklin was really good at I, I, acknowledging, look, we got to get some wins out of, out of like, it's going to be hard to find wins in the SEC. Let's get four out of conference, and that's going to be a great start. And then we get two more, and we're bowl, we're bowl eligible every year. And to his credit, they got nine wins two years in a row. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. Thanks again to VandyFan87 for helping us figure out what to talk about today. Uh, appreciate that a lot. And thanks again to Barton Simmons and Bud Elliott. They did not know when they recorded that segment on the Barton and Bud podcast that it would be used to pinch hit on the College Football Daily. But that's sort of an impressive array of 24-7 sports' breadth. I mean, we got like Vanderbilt episodes in the pipeline ready to go at a moment's notice or at a listener's request. So, okay, that'll do it. We will talk to you all next time on Monday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Have a great weekend.